All right. So with the holidays coming up, I just want to remind everybody about the eight week program giveaway that we are doing. You can go to our Instagram page on the pinned uh, post and enter. Uh, basically what this is, is you're going to get a uh, one-on-one, either Google Meet, Zoom call, whatever your platform of choice is with us. We're going to talk about your training goals, the equipment you have available, uh, any limitations or injury history that you have, and it's all going to be accounted for. And we're going to give you an eight week program customized to your goals, uh, program directly from us. So go to Instagram, check that out, um, and get entered. Um, and the other thing we're doing here, and this will be real quick, um, as we're do, uh, doing our annual training packages, it makes a great gift for anyone that you want to give, uh, that'll last a year. Uh, so you already know about our subscription based training teams. Uh, if you purchase it annually, we're going to knock the price down so you get a discount uh, each month. Get it a year in advance, whether you get it for yourself because you've been training with us for a while and you know you're going to stay on the team or you want to gift it to somebody else that you think can benefit from it. Just head to our website and when you check out, just make sure you select annual and we'll get you taken care of. All right. So with that being said, nice segue into what we want to talk about today, which is training around the holidays. So this is a big one. I think people are always curious about how to uh, either perform their program with limited equipment so they don't detract too much from it, or really like just what training around the holidays looks like. So hopefully what we can talk about today will shed a little light and uh, ease your mind a little bit heading into the holiday season so you don't lose your hard-earned gains. So Jimmy, you talk a lot about systems in a training program. Do you want to expound a little bit on that? Yeah, so again, for me, I just talking about how I program, how I train myself, I tend to gravitate towards more of a total body split. So I train Monday, Wednesday, Friday, I'll have some sort of total body movement, some sort of lower body movement, some sort of upper body movement, every training session. Um, And I like it from a standpoint of, we've talked about this in previous podcasts, it allows you the freedom to not be completely destroyed. Um, Again, upper lower body splits work as well, but the total body split allows you to do other things like conditioning, jujitsu, whatever your other hobbies are. It also fits well if you're traveling, because if you have a system of what you're doing, if I know I'm going to have a total body movement, a lower body movement, an upper body movement, but I'm not in the normal gym I I train in. So if I'm supposed to do a clean, a squat and a press, but I only have access to dumbbells, well, right, what's my category of exercises? Okay. I just go to basically write down my list. All right. Total body, if I can't clean, I'm going to do some sort of jump. I'm going to do some sort of kettlebell swing, some sort of explosive total body movement. For lower body, if it's supposed to be a squat, I'll do some variation of a squat. If I have access to a dumbbell, I'll do a dumbbell goblet squat. I'll do a reverse lunge, step up, whatever. And then for upper body, if I don't have, again, if you have access to dumbbells, dumbbell presses, overhead presses, or if you don't have dumbbells, some sort of like push-up, pull-up, something like that. And then you just rinse and repeat the other days. Um, I think it's in, important to have that. So then you're not completely thrown off. It's not like, oh, I go into the gym. Um, I don't have my normal gym accessibility. So I'm just going to do arm farm. Like there's nothing wrong with doing some biceps curls. But at the end of the day, you still want to stay on track with your your training program. So then when you do get back into your normal routine, you you've been staying on course the whole time. So it's an easier segue back as opposed to just kind of mailing it in and switching your program up completely. It still gives you that system to, to operate in. So. And I think with that, you know, you just touched on mailing it in, like 
training around the holidays can be difficult. Like there's whether your wife, girlfriend, boyfriend, husband, as you go into these work Christmas parties, whether you're traveling with kids and like, it's not an easy thing to do, but you want to come out of this time where it's like Jim just said, mailing it in, you are able to sustain sometimes still make gains with it. But that way, once this time ends, this huge busy time ends, that you're really able to continue to hit the ground running, making that progress, not, hey, you took two giant steps back, and now you feel like sluggish, slow, and that you're almost restarting. Yeah, I would, I would play devil's advocate a little bit. I don't think it's that hard to train around the holidays if you have a system. I think that it's easier to give yourself an excuse to not train when you have competing interests. But I think even if you don't have an even, you know, you don't even have to have a gym if you have a system. I mean, we were talking about this um, the other day where like, yeah, the, the sequence we use on tactical athlete with the tier system, uh, you know, even if it's a max effort, you know, lower lift, right? So like typically where we would lift 85 to 90% of our one rep max, say I just have a kettlebell and a band, you know, you can still use an exercise variation of a lower body movement with the kettlebell. And I guarantee you, like there is a variation out there where a 35 pound kettlebell can feel extremely heavy on your lower body. I mean, granted, like the, the more you move a weight away from your center of gravity, the more challenging that movement is going to become. So I would encourage people to be a little, uh, uh, I guess creative would be the best word. So, I mean, even if like, you don't think you're going to get much out of doing kettlebell goblet squats with a light kettlebell, I guarantee you that if you, you know, elevated that kettlebell over your head and do it, a, you know, dual kettlebell overhead squat or something like that, that lift becomes much more challenging. You don't need a ton of weight to still get the intended stimulus in. Um, and even though that's not necessarily going to be like on your program, you know, you're still following that structure enough that you're not going to have a significant detraining effect over the holidays. And it's a great point. And if training is in your top three, which it is for all of us, you're going to figure it out. Like I'm already planning my trip back home. I know I'm going to have to get on an airplane. I'm going on TSA. What can I get on a plane with that is, all right, can I get on a plane with a band? Can I get on a plane with my ruck? Like all these things, you just figure it out. So I've, packed my ruck. So I have my, my backpack, my backpack, my bands, a jump rope. Uh, what else do I have in there? Um, yeah, it depends if, if you're flying versus driving, then you can pack a kettlebell, stuff like that. But what I've done in the past, um, you pack that and then wherever you get to, you can figure out how to make a ruck, just put heavy stuff in a backpack and go for a walk. So yeah. I think just making it a priority and just figuring it out. And it can be a good time to Give yourself a little bit of a deload, but still stay on course. Like you, you may not have that access to heavy weights, but you could have fun and get creative as long as you stay within your system. So, yeah, totally. Uh, yeah. And it's like, you want to make something really heavy. Like you could have make your max effort lower body unilateral. Like you can get heavy real quick um, with very light weights. Um, yeah. I'm glad you brought up the bands. So I feel like bands are a very, underrated travel tool. I hear people talk about like what they use for like limited equipment, but it's always like, I'd recommend like kettlebell sandbag. Like these are all great things, but for whatever reason, I feel like I very rarely hear people talking about the utility of exercise bands for travel. But I would say that's, that's up there with my number one 
I bring a set of bands with me every time I travel anywhere. Because, I mean, they're lightweight, easily packable. If I can't even get out of my hotel room, I can still use them in the hotel room. Um, and, I mean, you look at, like, man, just the ability to, like, also, like, band push-ups or something, like, add accommodating resi- resistance to it. There's so many different things you could do with bands that that actually makes that uh, a set of bands my number one travel tool. Well, I think, too, like, one of the most underrated things people can use is a hill. Like, maybe you don't have oh, yeah. equipment, That's a great point. but getting out there, sprinting, running up a hill, like, is something that is so overrated. Or, moment back, underrated. Yeah. Whoops. <laughs> that definitely uh, flicked it there. That's why everyone paused. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, like, we probably don't use hills enough and just standard programming. I always, I always think about them. And then I always think about also like the transition of gym to hill and then potentially back to gym. But yeah, I think a hill is a great way of, uh, of getting out there and doing something. You don't have equipment. And if you're into strongman training, then I mean, you can literally like walk into the woods and go find a big ass rock chop, or something. And you wood. <laughs> yeah. Chop wood. Yeah. I mean, favorite workouts is splitting wood by far. Yeah, I almost think it's it's kind of fun, like when you travel and you do have to get creative. Because I know it sometimes it helps me uh, kind of step outside the uh, the box that, like, I think we all unintentionally put ourselves in with like certain movements that we default to, and then it kind of it forces you to be a little creative. And there have been times when I've done something when I've been gone on a work trip or whatever, and I turn it turns out that like I really like that, and then I'll incorporate some like variation or uh you were something kind of like inspired by that movement when i get back one of the things that i've done is um especially when i travel it kind of inspired me for the lunch bell team is the 13 stripes 50 stars workout so basically all it is is 13 exercises 50 reps at each exercise and that's what i've typically done on the road and then if you have that template all right i have 13 exercises don't choose arms for all 13 exercises, obviously. Yeah. Probably get a good pump, but, um, but <laughs> some people who are, you yeah, they just one. heard that on the podcast. Like, oh, arms for however many reps. Rich Piana, that is like eight hour arm workouts. Yeah. Yeah. So I stick with once in a while, again, if I'm traveling, the 13, uh, 13 stripes, 50 stars workout, 13 exercises, 50 reps at each. It could be bands, could be body weight, could be, and, whatever to your imagination. So I like that as well. So just another option for people. Yeah, totally. Yeah. I think that's good. Like you have, you have your system and then especially around the holidays, like there's also nothing wrong if you, uh, you know, have an additional emphasis on, you know, cardio and just getting you like your steps in for the week as well. And I think important. like I talked about, it's huge to have a plan going in but then also not allowing yourself to miss these days because it's easy to get into that bad habit of not going or, Oh, we stayed up a little later last night's right? this work party, like get up and do something like don't miss consecutive days. Yeah. And to that point, like I know for me, I don't remember my workouts that I was feeling the best and everything sleep was perfect. Nutrition was perfect. I always fall back on the workouts that they were the last thing I wanted to do, but I did them anyway. And that's usually your sessions that you'll remember. So whatever you can get in. And I promise you, if you just get the ball rolling, just show up, start warming up. Those workouts usually tend to be some of the best is the ones that you, the last thing you want to do. Is, yeah. Is that. So. Cause it's just a lot of times it's getting there moving. 
getting up off the couch, like getting there and moving. And this is the last thing I'll say, and then I, I think we'll close this out, but I, I really just want to emphasize the importance of structure, but taking it a bit deeper than like, if you're just like, like look for, I guess the patterns in your programming, you know, if you're training with us, then like it's, it's clear to see. And, you know, we talk about it all the time and tell our athletes so that they, you know, when they are in these positions that they can still get the training effect in. But if you're just looking at your program and it doesn't look like it follows any sort of logical order where, you know, where it's easy for us, where it's like total lower upper, and then it just rotates, you know, each training day, that's super simple to follow. But I feel like that structure is harder when you don't have equipment. If like you have no idea like why exercises are placed in certain you know places or like what the order is like behind the program design, that's having a program. That's that's not having a structure. So when you have the structure, things become immensely easier because you can do it wherever you're at, regardless of the equipment. And I know that if I do a three by five tier and it's day one, as I've said a million times already on this show, total lower upper total lower is what I'm doing that day. And if I have zero equipment, I still just go back to my exercise pool and I take an exercise of each and I get that in. And I am still at least in the ballpark of the training intent that I was looking for in my original program. Cool. Well, we're all good there. I'm going to close it out. And I hope this was helpful for anyone that's listening. Um, again, we're a, we're a small podcast. We're a small company. We don't do any advertising for our podcast. We re rely solely on you guys to help share it with others. So my only ask today is that you do share this with somebody who might find it helpful uh, and to also go to whatever platform you're listening on and give it five stars to help us out with the algorithm. So we appreciate it and see you guys next time.